On this week's episode of 90 Degrees, we are joined by Sarah Tolikson, working in operations and product for Profit Exchange. You can find Sarah on Twitter at DesertFoxV. Today, we're talking about Sarah's start in poker, translating that to the sports betting world, and working for Profit Exchange. Let's dive into the sharp side and look for the right angles in sports betting. Big bomb, bomb, bangers. Ladies and gentlemen, bangers. Jews and Gentiles, sharps and squares. Welcome back to episode 28 of 90 Degrees, the show where we give you the right sports betting angles. I'm your host, Kevin Davis, and today we're bringing in Sarah, who works in operations and product for Profit Exchange, the one sports book exchange where not only they're one of two exchanges in New Jersey, but the founders, the co-founder lives on my block. But before we bring on Sarah, we want to give a quick thank you over to our sponsors at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and is now available in Ontario. Find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the bettors play, taking sharp action every day. No limits, low synthetic hold, and so must have for those with a top-down approach. Must be 19 plus in Ontario. Sadly, it's not available in the United States, and please play responsibly. All right, Sarah, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, I wanted to bring you on because I read Gina Fiore's article uh, about you. And I'm like, okay, that's a 90 degrees guest. Well, that's wonderful. I think it's really great that you are presenting women in the industry in a positive light. And one of the things I really liked about Gina's article was that, you know, she was just saying it's just about exposure and exposing women to the the industry of sports betting. And so that's how we're going to get more women in here. Yeah, definitely. I mean... My show so far, this is episode 28, has been mainly white dudes. Uh, (laughs) You are the second woman to be on. We had Jessica Brand of Major League Baseball on, and she was fantastic. Uh, I listened to it. Great. Uh, You know, part of it is like people of all walks of life bet on sports. Uh, We're really a pretty diverse community, but the people you see out there, um, you know, seem to come from the same backgrounds, college educated, 20 years or 30s and white and men. So we got to mix it up. Uh, we need to hear from everybody. Um, how did you get started in gambling in general? What was your entry point? Well, this is going back a long time ago now, <laughs> but it started when I was 16 or 17. I was a pretty competitive gamer. And when my servers would go down, uh, my guild would play other games together. Uh, one of them was online poker. So we would be playing for play money to start and just bragging rights, basically. But I would win almost every time. And I thought, well, shit, if I'm this good, I should just play for real money. <laughs> I, I really wasn't that good, uh, but I thought I was. Uh, so I got a fake ID. I started playing in a card room called the Marina Club, and I was hooked. Um, it really wasn't until a few years later when I read Small Stakes Hold'em by Ed Miller that things really started to click for me. Um, after that, I read every book I could get my hands on. Uh, the Theory of Poker, Super Systems, Every Hand Revealed. And then in 2010, I had some pretty big scores that allowed me to quit my day job. And I played poker professionally for the next 10 years. 
amassed over $2 million in tournament earnings. And, and that was the start of my journey in gambling. Wow, that was incredible. So I'm assuming you grew up in the Vegas area? I actually grew up in California. And I, like I said, I was playing online. And then there's these small little card rooms in California, literally a hole in the wall. Um, but then I did move to Vegas when I was 18. And I bounced back and forth between Vegas and California. So right when you were 18, the, the first moment you could, you moved to Vegas. How do you get into all these? Um, your fake idea was still good in these casinos? It wasn't. So when I moved to Vegas, that's when I realized that I really, not only was it safer for me to play online poker, but I actually preferred online poker. And that was the majority of all my winnings came from online poker tournaments. I mean, as part of it, besides the, the issues with worrying about getting your money confiscated when they realize you're underage, was part of online poker uh, over in-person poker because you didn't want to deal with going to casinos and a lot of the people there, or you just like the pace of it better? It was a lot, I guess I a little bit of both, but generally the pace, you know, you sit down at a live table, you're only getting so many hands an hour and you're playing one game. When I was playing uh, poker online, I was playing up to 20 games at once at my peak. So it's, it's just almost an incomparable experience. I'm someone that really likes a fast paced environment. So online poker was it for me. So you were able to increase your EV by doing it online by not just being stuck at one game, being able to do multiple games. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed with a lot of these online casino pro, uh, promos in New Jersey is sure you could do live dealer. You could go in person and do like in-person live dealer. But if you're getting all these deposit bonus offers and you have the opportunity to play like the digital blackjack game on fast mode where you're playing um, you know, three or four hands a minute of blackjack, even though you know you're going to lose money because you're going to make money because of the promo money, you know, that's just better than going to a casino and counting cards uh, much of the time. Yeah. And then like you said before, too, if you don't like casinos, if you don't like cigarette smoke, then there's another added benefit as well. That's true, because in New Jersey, they do ban smoking in some casinos. Um, they started doing that here in Vegas, too, and I am very pleased. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised considering how libertarian of a state Nevada is. It's not across the board. <laughs> you guys are the only, I mean, you guys are the only state that allows certain counties to legalize prostitution. <laughs> and you're one of the first that, that have, you know, legalized gambling, legalized marijuana. But, but I guess now there's a shift where they're banning cigarette smoking in casinos. Just, you know, certain casinos. And I think it's more they're catering towards that audience. And it's some it's like the newer casinos. Okay, so it's not the government, it's the corporations. Yeah, I, well, I I actually can't speak directly on that, but I'm, I think so, yeah. I wonder if the unions have something to do with that, too. <sighs> That's a whole other level there. That would be somebody else's department. <laughs> but uh I, you know i'm i'm all for that i al i always feel bad for the cocktail waitresses and stuff that don't smoke yeah and they just put the cigarette in their face like it's just like out there luckily in 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 the poker rooms they don't allow smoking at all so that is a huge plus so you were playing poker became a millionaire from it at a young age 
I don't know. Wait, I didn't become a millionaire. I had a, two, a little over two million in tournament earnings. So that's not necessarily my profits, but I, you know, I did play for ten years professionally. I didn't have um, another job, so I, I was able to make a good amount of money. So you make two million dollars, but you're losing so much of the time. Um, how do you sort of manage that variance? Very carefully. So that was probably one of my strong suits is why I was able to last um, for 10 years without, you know, they call it going bust is if I had um, a big score, for instance, a lot of poker players natural instinct is to move up in stakes. So, you know, they were playing $200 tournaments, they hit a big score. Now they're playing $500 tournaments. I kind of came from a different field. I'm like, okay, I had a huge score. I know my ego is inflated right now. I'm actually going to step down in stakes. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy my win and then build up a little bit more money. And then if I really feel comfortable, I can move up then. Mm -hmm. So I think that was part of my, um, my success story, but I think that that's a pretty rare story. Um, It it oftentimes goes the other direction. Now, like when you're making this much money as fast as you were uh, when you were a young adult, how did you like manage your lifestyle to make sure you didn't blow the money? Oh, I blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, You know, I traveled a lot. I played poker all over the world. Um, So, you know, there's that uh, looking. It was worth it. Well, looking back now, I look, I've, I've been to all these beautiful places all over the world. I've, been to Africa, I've been to the Bahamas, I've been to Europe. And then I think, well, what did I do on those trips? I was in a poker room. What was I thinking? I, you know, I should have booked an extra week and, and gone out and explored. So looking back, I, I, you know, I definitely made some mistakes, but I also don't think that's uncommon. You know, poker world, you kind of get tunnel visioned and you're just a machine. And that, and that's what I was. I literally, all I did for those 10 years was play poker. And were you able to maintain your, your friendships um, that were non-gambling friends or were all your friends at the point poker players? Pretty much all my friends at that point were poker players. You know, you have your few close girlfriends, you know, that I, I still have to this day from school and, and, and growing up, but no, pretty much all of my, my coworkers in a sense were my friends. So you, you were successful in poker. What made you stop? It was around 2020. Um, I had had two young kids recently. I was a single mom and I was just burnt out. You know, uh, poker tournaments are super long hours. And then to add on to the up and down nature of the game, it just really wasn't conducive to my lifestyle anymore, especially with kids. And then, as we all know, the pandemic hit. And I thought if I was ever going to change careers, that now would be the time. Uh, and Gina, um, my friend who wrote the article, actually suggested sports betting for me and saw, oh, this is perfect for you. I, I had been around sports betting, and I knew there was a lot of similarities between the two, um, but I didn't know about it specifically or personally. You know, I had my favorite teams that I'd bet on, and I'd hear all the poker players talking about it, because obviously poker, almost all poker players are also sports bettors. Um but Gina recommended the logic of sports betting, which funny enough was also written by Ed Miller, full circle moment there for me. Um, and once I got my hands on it, I read it cover to cover twice. I was hooked, felt like discovering poker all over again for the first time. 
And lucky enough, Ed Miller's company, who at, at the time it was Deck Prism, it's now Huddle Tech, was hiring. And I was signed on as a quality control analyst. Um, and for those who may not know, Huddle is an in-play odds provider. And some of their clients include Pinnacle mm. and Circa. So I was really excited to work and learn from them. Um, the product that they have is really, really a wonderful thing. Um, I started out grading bets, but quickly was tasked with operations, QA, moved into junior trading, which was really fun. Um, and then when I got the option to work for Profit Exchange, I jumped on it. The things that bothered me about traditional books, uh, the transactional nature of bookmakers, the limits, high commissions, and just not a very engaging experience for the user are all things that are fixed with the betting exchange, in my opinion. So I'm really proud to be a part of the team that's bringing exchanges to the U.S. for the first time. Well, and I'm proud to like be one of the first people using exchanges as a New Jersey resident. I mean, you guys have a great product. I'm, I'm really excited that you guys have added more liquidity. Uh, do you know anything about how you guys were able to get more liquidity in the exchange? Well, getting more market makers has been a huge focus for us. So that's one of the things that we've been focused on. And like you said, as, as you can see, the, the, the proof is there. You go to our site, our, our liquidity is, is great. Our prices are great. Our lines are tight. And so that's been a huge focus for us. And especially this year, our, our focus is we're, gonna wanting, we're wanting to put out the absolute best product in New Jersey, period. Yeah, and it's great to hear that like you fell into this niche of sports betting from reading uh, a great book by Ed Miller, The Logic of Sports Betting. Um, I can't think of any book better than that, although there's a couple that are really good. Uh, the other most popular Amazon sports betting book is nowhere close to as good as that one. I'm not going to mention the name, but it's one of those books that like is well-written, but the actual content is awful. <laughs> well, there's a lot of those out there. <laughs> Yeah, but how do we get it so Ed Miller's book is like more well known than it is now? Well, I'm plugging it now. <laughs> you know, um, maybe I, I I don't really know the answer there, <laughs> but um, yeah, because so much of the other books are mainly about bottom up handicapping and a lot of the popular myths. And really, you know, Ed Miller doesn't take a stance; he just you know lays out the facts like what the news used to be before it became entertainment. Right. Yeah. And that's what I really loved about the book, you know, and I, I, I love that it talks about both sides. Hey, the, this is what the operators are doing and this is what you as a better should be doing. And, you know, how, how, how do we figure out as a better, how to beat the operator and as an operator, how do we figure out either how to, you know, produce the best odds for us or, you know, as an exchange, how do we enhance the customer's experience the most? Although that part is a little beyond the scope of that. Now with the exchange model, with you guys having a lower vigorish, uh, which is one of my favorite parts of profit, as well as knowing that you can get your money down for the players that lose who zero out where you don't have as much of a marketing budget to spend on them since it's a tighter margin business. How do you get them to redeposit and keep playing? That's more of our VIP side, mm. um, which I am not, uh, and our, our customer outreach side. So I, I don't have 
quite as much experience for them, but you know what, what we love to do is we like to reach out and talk directly to our users. Hey, what do you like about our product? What would you like to see happen on our product? And then we'll also offer them promotions, you know, come back and X, Y, and Z promotion will be available for you. Um, but that's something that I think Profit does really well is we want to talk to you directly. We want to know what you liked, what you didn't like, and we're going to do our best to fix that for you. I mean, that's an interesting approach. I know for the rec books, whenever I zero out an account and like wait a month or two, I'll soon get that personalized email with the deposit bonus reload offer. Whereas you guys are more like, instead of just throwing money, you just want to find out why they're not playing with profit. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll give you the promotion too. Now, how, like, what are the busiest times of the day uh, for profit in terms of making sure the site stays up so people can get their bets in and the bets get graded so they can bet on the next games? Well, we have a lot of automatic settlements, so that takes care of a lot of that for us. I'd say the, the busiest times were when we're probably doing a new release and we're just making sure that everything that gets released is is operating as soundly and everything went smoothly. Um, I'd say that's probably the busiest times for us on the um, operational and product side of things. Um, for the users, I would say probably right before a major game, you know, that's when the liquidity is going, you know, all over the place and lines are coming up and being matched and then new lines are being posted and then, you know, right before the games, of course, the lines will change a little bit. And so it's exciting, you know, and you, you can you can watch it all unfold in real time and see the lines changing and moving. And I'd say for the users, that's probably the busiest time. Mm, but you guys, the advantage you have over a traditional sports book is you guys aren't setting the lines. Nope. We're just here to have a platform for the users to bet against each other. Exactly. And they can even ARP against each other too. Exactly. Which is a huge, huge um, benefit of having exchanges in the market. You can bet both sides and we're going to offer you better prices. So when you go, um, you know, for instance, you, you can go on unabated, which is a, a popular tool and look at all the odds and see, oh, well, look, here's, here's an opportunity right here. And, and we have users that oftentimes will find great opportunities using that and, and our exchange. And there's also Betstamp, which is a sponsor of this show. Frequently profit exchange is always listed as the best price for me. Yes. I, and I, I have no doubt about that. And I, I will check out Betstamp actually. So I was actually a Betstamp user before I was a circles off listener <laughs> and I became a listener and then it became an extension. Awesome. I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to checking it out. So. Yeah, one thing about like live betting I've noticed is profit has really evolved because I remember early on when people had to lay their own odds and it wouldn't update. I was watching UFC uh, at my friend's house and there's a fight going on and somebody put like a live offer for a bet uh, and they wanted to lay like heavy juice for the favorite uh, who was winning most of the match. But then I saw the underdog landed a huge punch and the guy was on the ground. And then I like match the person's bet. I know that was like unethical because I'm basically taking somebody's money away. Um, but that is it. Yeah, because they should have canceled that bet. They weren't getting the right price. Um, but you guys like fix that. Um, so now, you know, 
your live feed is much better than it used to be. Um, so I guess what I want to know is how do you make sure your customers are getting the best live price? Okay, well, in, in play is something that I'm personally really excited for. Um, and it's something that we're working on fixing um, it to be the best possible product po possible. And so we are going to implement a, a bet delay. Um, but there'll be no unfair advantages with this. Everyone will have the same rules. So it's not like a sports book where there's just a delay on the user side. There'll be a delay for everyone. And that is to protect the customer. And of course, you can cancel immediately. So that user could still have gone on and immediately canceled his bet. Um, but that's one of the steps that we're taking to um, protect the customers. So it won't be like you're live betting baseball, someone hits a triple, but before you know they hit the triple and you're betting the under, you have the spinning wheel and it gets accepted because they hit the triple, but then they have a strikeout and it gets denied. No, it will not be like that. <laughs> the conspiracy theory theorist in me thinks that's on purpose. I, I, I will say I'm also a conspiracy theorist, so. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always bet live during commercials, but. You know, for someone who normally bets live during commercials uh, with the changes that profit is bringing, um, should they possibly consider betting live not during the commercials, you know, based on how long it takes to get accepted? Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, something else that we are we have, we're, it's not out yet with our product, but something that we're working and it's a very high priority for us is we want to offer live feeds that have reliable game updates. So that will be something that you can see right on profit. I mean, I always like if I'm watching a game or I want to know how it's going, I just put on the live feed because that's faster than the TV. If I'm really sweating it. Right, right. And so you know, it's look, looking at the Christmas presents before Christmas, <laughs> which even though I'm Jewish, I still know a little bit about. Yes, my kids also know a lot about that. So... <laughs> They always find them, always. You know, there's a lot of criticism about exchanges that even though it's great for betters because the marketing budgets are smaller and there's a little bit of a learning curve that not as many people will use it. And the, the recreational European books uh, will win out. Uh, do you think there's a larger place for exchanges in the marketplace throughout the rest of the country, especially if they repeal the wire act someday. Absolutely. I do, you know, and it's kind of for the same reasons that I laid out before. There's a lot of, you know, for lack of a, a better word, there's a lot of problem with sports books and there's a lot of limitations with them. And, you know, users don't want that. Um, you know, one of the things I see is users do want a more engaging experience. They do want more interaction. They do want it to be more fun. I think, um, you know, going with traditional books, it, for me at least, it just feels like a very transactional experience. And I want something more exciting. I want something more fun. You know, I want to request my own odds. I want to be the bookmaker. I want to get better prices, you know. So I think, of course, there is in my mind. There's just not even a question. I mean, that's how I explain profit to my friends. I'm like, if you're betting $100 on a spread, would you rather get $90.91 if you're right or $98? Exactly. And, you know, and on top of that, like I was saying, it's really fun too. 
you know, would you rather bet against other users or would you rather bet against the sports book? You know, personally, I'm from the camp of I'd rather bet against other users. And, you know, that translates into other other aspects, too. You know, if I'm playing video games, do I want to play against a computer or do I want to play against another another person? I want to play against another person. Yeah, I remember saying that Jake said I would really love if Profit had like rankings on there, like a game site where it's not going to say how much money you made, but like what percentage, you know, ROI you had for the month. This is something we taught, we have been talking Mm. about internally as well. So it's, it's, this is not out of the question. Oh my God. I just can't wait. Uh, I'm glad I'm getting all the spoilers too. (laughs) Not too many, but you know. So like one thing I like about all you guys at profit is everybody works there is betting when they're not like doing profit stuff. What sort of angles have worked for you in sports betting? Uh, and which ones um, you know, are you working on right now in your own betting? I'm on a little bit of a hiatus right now. I really am just focused on the product at profit and making it the best as possible. But, um, you know, I, as I said, me and Gina do work closely together. So, I'm definitely going to be using some unabated tools and trying to find the best options there with baseball season. So like one thing, you know, I've noticed is you come from a background where you're competing against other betters and they're sizing you up and you're sizing them up. What sort of advantages did he have in that department? Do they know that you are legit right away or do they know you? But yeah, I mean, the the most basic one is just that I'm a, I'm a woman, right? So um, I definitely would, you know, insert, definitely when I started out, I would play that up, you know, you know, oh, do I know what I'm doing? I, I, this is my first tournament. Oh, you know, type, even maybe like sometimes pretending like you put in the wrong amount, but really you didn't. Um, so I, I would take advantage of, of those types of um, scenarios. Um, but as I was playing more and then, you know, people start to find out about you and then you have to kind of change your strategy there a little bit. And that's when I started, you know, I was like, got the hoodie on now and now I got my sunglasses, put the scarf around me, you know. Did you ever wear like terrible clothes? So people thought you were like a degenerate who lost all your money? I did not do that, but I had, I knew um, friends that would like, you know, purposely wear the polo shirts or like try and look like a businessman, you know, um, but never anyone that purposely went for the I'm broke uh, look. Yeah. Cause I figured someone, if they go with the I'm broke look. They could just like not shower or wear deodorant and really sell it. <laughs> well, that, unfortunately that's pretty, oh, pretty common. So that's pretty common, but they're not <laughs> trying for that look. Yeah, no, but it, it it's it's more common than you would think, unfortunately. One of the benefits of online poker. Right, yes. So and then the the World Series of Poker is always in the middle of summer, so it's just like a room full of thousands of sweaty sweaty dudes. <laughs> what about for VIP programs? Um, were you able to like get some leeway for VIP programs? Um based on being a woman or was it all just the same? Um, there was a lot of sponsorship deals that would come up for women. I, I tend to kind of stray away from those types of things. Personally, I just, um, as I did get a little bit more exposure, um, 
I found it negatively impacted my game. Um, and then also I, I just kind of not, I, I'm not a super big social media person to begin with. So they probably wouldn't have wanted me anyway, but you know, if someone had offered me a, a offer, I couldn't refuse, of course I would have taken it, but, um, it wasn't something that I really, um, searched out for or went out for. I, I was really focused on how do I become the best player that I can be? And I didn't want to, I never really filled my plate with any distractions at all. Like I said, I, I was just a machine. I just wanted to play poker. I wanted to read about poker, wanted to talk about poker after I was done playing poker, wanted to dream about it, you know? So, um, my, my stance on it was more just like, keep my head down, play good poker. And that's what was going to get me where I wanted to be. How was Thanksgiving with that sort of environment where you're really deep into something and they have your whole rest of your family there who is just living life? <laughs> um, I, you know, I hate to say it, but like, I really, for those years, like I wasn't even like doing a lot of holidays with my families and stuff. I was just playing poker. <laughs> it's just, it's awful, but that's, you know, I mean, I definitely would take some holidays off and, and, but yeah, it was a big tunnel. I was like, I, sometimes I look back on it and I'm like, what, 10 years, what, <laughs> where did that time go? But I mean, cause I figured you would go and everyone would ask you what you're doing in life. And you'd be like, what do you mean? What am I doing in life? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that definitely happened. I mean, my family is, um, both, both of my parents are musicians, um, long, long-term oh. musicians. So when I told them that I, I, you know, Hey, I actually had um, some pre-law scholarships I had gotten into, um, uh, USF and I was going to go the pre-law kind of route. And then when I told them, Hey, actually I'm just going to move to Vegas and play poker. They were like, Oh, thank God you don't want to play music, you know? So they've always kind of supported it and thought it was, uh, they thought they looked at it as more stable than perhaps their, their jobs were. And so I, I guess my family was maybe a little bit different in that regard. I know a lot of people probably tell your parents you want to be a professional poker player. They're like, what? But no, mine were super stoked. Yeah. And arguably uh, going to law school is more minus EV than being a minus EV better. <laughs> Just because of the loans and everyone's becoming a lawyer yeah. and you have to take the bar exam. Firm. I don't regret my decision. Yeah. Nor should you. You know, I, I don't regret my decision. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But. I mean, look, we need lawyers. We have a legal system. I'm not knocking it. Um, you know, but it's good that uh, your family was understanding when you told them you're becoming professional better. And then you showed them the receipts and all was good. All was good. Bought, you know, bought my dad a car. He's like, he sold. Now, did he do any other sort of advantage play uh, opportunities outside of uh poker or sports betting? Um, there were some times when, um, when I was kind of transitioning and I was getting, starting to get sick of poker. I have a lot of friends who are advantage players here. And so they taught me the tricks and showed me some, you know, these are the really good slots to play. And these are, you know, when to play them, what to look out for. And I, I did it a little bit, but honestly, the cigarette smoke in the casinos, I, that was the, a deal breaker for me. Um, couldn't do it. 
yeah, you always have to have the best working conditions. I mean, like my yeah. brother was killing it as a pedicab driver for years. He owned his own bicycle taxi in New York City, but he got carpal tunnel and he just couldn't do it anymore. Got to prior prioritize your health. So what's next for Sarah? What should we be seeing from you now that you're getting more media appearances? Uh, you're connecting with more people in the gambling world. Are we going to see you at Bet Batch 3 or uh, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm likely to be at Bet Batch 3. Um, uh, I, I would say that that's a very high high probability, yes. Um, but mostly I'm just really excited. a long trip to go to get to it. I know, so far. You know, what, one of my two trips of the year to the Strip. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a good time. Um, but mostly what I'm focused on is I'm just really excited to be making Profit Exchange the best product possible. And so that's going to be where my focus is. And I'm, you know, I will be writing some blogs, doing some content, and just trying to promote and educate people about why you should bet with us. Now, what new states should we be expecting Profit Exchange in soon? So right now, we, as I said before, we are just super New Jersey focused and we want this year to just be the best in New Jersey. And once we get our product rocking there, um, then next year we're going to start looking into some other states. Sarah, is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah. Um, so at Profit Exchange, we are soon to be launching individual market makers. So any users out there that may want to integrate with our API and programmatically trade um, like market makers, we would love for you to reach out to us. We think it would be massively beneficial for you guys and us. Wow, that sounds amazing that you guys have individual market makers. What does that entail? Basically, it's going to be allowing our users to plug into our API and be the market maker themselves. And so essentially, you would be your own sports book um, on our platform. Well, that sounds amazing and certainly would decrease the barriers to entry for people who want to try that out. Sarah, it's a pleasure having you on and we look forward to what Profit Exchange as next. Thank you so much. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking Betstamp before you bet. Download the app today for free. If you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app forward slash circles off or hit the link in the description if you sign up through this page it helps support the show big bomb bomb bangers thank you for tuning in to 90 degrees presented by the hammer betting network and pinnacle sports head over to our website thehammer.bet for all your sports betting needs if you've enjoyed the show click that like button if you're new to the channel hit the subscribe button if you made it this far drop a comment on what sports you would originate if you were to originate let's cash